0: All right, I am here with Roger King, entrepreneur, president of Supplement King. Roger, thanks so much for coming on Perform. Good to be here, Jason. So, Roger, I got to know, tell us a little bit about how you got into this supplement industry. I mean, you went from one store to 63 stores in five years or less. Tell us the story. You know what? It's it's
1: really a bootstrap story, uh, much like many businesses, they're the... Uh, Invention of necessity. I uh, was a young St. Mary's University student in Halifax, Nova Scotia, enjoyed lifting weights. Uh, My budget didn't support my own interest in in supplements, however. So as a student, I began pooling orders with uh, varsity athletes on campus and eventually making enough money not only to cover my own uh, personal stock of supplements, but also starting to turn a little bit of profit to cover some bills as a student. And then fast forward a year or two later, um, I had bought a university, I would bought a car, filled my trunk full of supplements and Mm -hmm. had a portable debit machine. I think that was back when debit machines first became portable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would take phone calls and deliver door to door every single day. And eventually the phone was ringing more often than I was paying attention in class. So I took the dreaded semester off, much to the chagrin of my folks and uh, opened a little booth in a mall in downtown Halifax. So something that king was born following a delivery business into a mall kiosk.
0: Wow. And I mean when you first started, I mean were you working 12 14 hours a day like tell us about the grind?
1: Absolutely was a lifestyle. I mean you can you can resonate with that. You know, you look back at your at your growth stage of your business and you you, you shake your head and you think how did I have that kind of grit and energy? Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the, the motivation of losing it all is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. So when you're not sure how you're going to make that bill in two days' time, sure. there's nothing that pushes you to achieve like that uncertainty or that fear, we'll call mm-hmm. it. So I lived with that fear for a number of years uh, because I used a credit card to open my kiosk, I maxed it out at $15,000. I remember talking a credit card company into taking a credit risk with me and then maxed it out to buy product. And as long as I could turn enough product to pay that bill in full within that 21-day cycle, I didn't incur any interest. Mm. And so that was always the fear of, mm-hmm. of not making that turn and getting hit with $100 in interest, which happened a few times, and it really hurt. Mm. Um, so, you know, all of those things as a, as a new entrepreneur, I don't think anything motivates you like the fear of failure.
0: Hmm. And when did you start franchising after you started? Like, give us a little bit of insight on when you started and how that transpired. Sure. So I
1: went from one mall kiosk uh, where I kind of cut my teeth as a retailer and learned how to uh, have conversations with customers about fitness goals. Uh, I added a second mall kiosk at another side of the city, but the turning point was uh, taking over a flailing store in the, in the center of downtown Halifax, uh, next to a busy fitness center. It was called Park Lane Mall. And we still have a small location there t- today. Mm-hmm. Um, in that store, I recognized how much more volume you could do with a proper size store footprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I can give you a Nutribolix, uh nod at the same time because mm-hmm. in that store, I met your business partner, Yeah, uh, Rodney DuPont. And, and through that meeting, that chance meeting, because he had moved into a condo overhead of the ball, uh, I built my first meaningful vendor relationship with Nutribolics, wow. And I'm very thankful for that and thankful for you guys because that was my first opportunity to truly grow my business through a meaningful vendor relationship. Awesome. And, uh, you know, there are always a few things. Jason, I'm sure you can... You can uh, agree with me when you, you know, there's a few things that always just kind of work out when there's a successful business story, you know, a few things that were fate related that, uh, that just, you know, timing or the right place at the right time. Hmm. Well, that certainly was an opportunity for me. And we've since built a great Nutrivolix relationship that continues to grow today.
0: And uh, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Oh no, I was just going to say, you know, I know you probably used a ton of supplements right in your day, obviously, but of the NeutroBolics brand, like what are your top supplements right now that you've used that you can really you know stand by?
1: Right now, I continue to be an avid pre-workout user. I have been a fan of Supernova since its launch, uh, and through its evolution to Supernova Infinite, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's hard hitting. It's full formula, fully dosed, and uh, you know for me, protein powder, workout the greens product are, are really kind of the makeup. At this point in my life, mm. uh, Hydro has been my, my go-to consistently on off for protein powder. Now you, you can't go wrong. And the fact that this business, you know, is so near and dear to my heart, uh, do the reasons that, you know, I just talked about. It's, it's, it's all, it's all a perfect package for me. Mm. Um, now on the business growth side, having gone from that little mall store, uh, we eventually found an inline, or sorry, a non-inline store, a CRU unit out next to a, a Good Life Fitness center on another part of Halifax, and took mm. on our first strip mall-style location. Mm. Um, you know, we used numbers from the inline mall to try to build a business plan around what we were going to do out there, um, and we quickly realized that that we were going to greatly eclipse the amount of business we could do in a mall in a strip center style style retail. Um, so, you know, after three years running four outlets locally in Nova Scotia, um, I had felt that I had learned enough and and suffered enough of the pitfalls that we could create a system guiding people on opening a supplement business, marketing that business and managing that business in their area. Mm. And uh, so I guess the uh, the franchise
0: opportunity was then born. Mm. And how has it been during covid for yourself and for the retailers and you know where you are now. You know,
1: rewind 1 year from now when the world uh took a turn for the unknown. Uh it was very, it was scary to see uh the provinces buttoning down the hatches, uh stores being restricted as to who could enter and the number of people or any people in some provinces. Mm. Um you know, the managerial task of juggling uh 10 different sets of restrictions because restrictions were were managed provincially. Mm. And so, you know, what changed in BC one day could be completely the opposite of what changes in Ontario that same day. Mm. So for our team to wrap our head around and and, and guide our stores through the managing of this constantly changing landscape uh, that was COVID, um, it was incredibly challenging. And, you know, honestly, it was very tiring. Uh, now we did have the good fortune of having a fully integrated e-commerce solution in place Mm. going into COVID. And what I mean by that is our, our e-com does not fill from a depot. All 64 stores, uh, feed live into the e-com. Their, their inventories live live in our e-com. So when you place an order with us, it's going to uh, search our inventories for the closest site has all of those items live in stock and it will push that order down for fulfillment there. Mm. As such, we're able to offer a next day delivery national guarantee, which Mm. is something that we don't see our other retailers currently offering. Mm. Um, And as a result of having this system in place, our stores were immediately able to capitalize on the shift in consumer behavior from Mm. brick and mortar selling to online selling. Mm. And, And you know, you hear the term COVID silver linings and, you know, some wins that came out of COVID, but we did pick up a substantial amount of new clients between March, April, and May. And mm. a lot of those clients have stuck with us. Mm. Um, you know, while our brick and mortar has returned to uh, to very strong numbers, uh, we still have that e-commerce arm that has been, has been good to us. Mm. So, you know, I, I we were, we would always envisioned e-commerce as being, A a space that we needed to be operating in, but this year underscored it
0: like no other. You know, now that you have this experience in the supplement industry, what would you say to your younger self, you know, now that you've been through everything you've been through, you've seen everything you've seen, give us some insight on that
1: geez that's a good one i mean there's so many lessons i've learned on the marketing side over the past four or five years Mm. um one thing i would go back and and say to my younger self would be your guns uh if your plan is proven do not make concessions that you're not willing to make for everyone uh and, and i guess that relates a little more to franchising than it does to anything else you know the franchise business is unique in the sense that you bring someone on for a very long-term business relationship, and it's not a hire-fire relationship. So you need to be very certain about that team that you build because you know uh, divesting of someone from that team is a very challenging process. Mm. And uh, so we've, we've had the good fortune of assembling a strong team. Uh, not everyone that came in over the years was a perfect fit for us or us for them. Uh, but at this point, we have certainly shaken down the group to be our optimal go forward operators and in fact near all of our operators are multi store operators which is which is our plan going forward
0: wow so do you guys have any plans to open up any new stores in the future and can you give us some insight on that
1: Yeah, we have uh, our stores all sold out uh, through uh, over 80 locations. Um, This whole year is is slotted and scheduled. Mm. Uh, We open a store every four weeks, although we have had a few COVID delays on the construction side. Mm. And, uh, you know, in those instances, we would uh, perhaps miss a month, but open two in the following month. Mm. Um, Things that you can't control uh, on the permit review side or construction material side, but uh, we, you know, firmly believe we'll open 12 to 13 locations in in 2021, and do the same in 2022. And we have development of partners in place now in our major centers that have contracted their growth with us. And as a result, we will protect a specific region for them. And these are our best and brightest. These are the team members that represent the brands, the brand uh, at the highest level. These are our, our team members that service customers um, at the highest level and that truly represent what we are about as a retailer.
0: Mm. Wow! And do you have any personal goals for the next, say, five years for Supplement King? Something that you guys are shooting for? Like, what is what does that look like for you?
1: We have had on our long term goal whiteboard uh, in our in our war room or our meeting room the uh, international expansion goal Uh, we've had it there we we feel there are a number of emerging markets globally that uh that need a strong or command a strong supplement retail presence um you know you would know this as well as anyone jason you you see these emerging markets picking up momentum Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm sure you deal with distributors and see retail networks that are out there and you know there are opportunities that exist beyond uh beyond even north america i'll say Mm. So, that's definitely a long term goal. Uh, we would like to continue to grow the depth of our management team here. Uh, we have spent so much time and money investing in training resources. Um, we have an app internally that all of our employees and our, and our franchisees communicate with us and we communicate with them through. You know, people spend all, t- all their day looking at a smartphone and nobody wants to read email threads. So, we thought coming up with a training app and communication app was going to be the best way. To collaborate so that's something that we've invested an incredible amount of time and energy growing that would be a continued goal for us mm. um, the list could go on and on Jason but uh, those are the things that I think about a lot
0: nice and is there anything that you wanted to talk about today or any questions you had for myself
1: I was really excited to talk to you about Nutribolic and we had a had the chance to do that I also am very interested in, in what you as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, um, how you have evolved over the past few years, you have found new ways to uh, express your interests and, and to, you know, I would love to learn a little more about um, what drove you to, to host a podcast and, you know, what do you hope that your listeners take from your podcast?
0: Mm, that's a great question. I think, you know, for me, I'm a constant student. You know, I love learning. So this was an opportunity for me to connect with people that I feel, you know, a lot of respect for, I feel like I could learn from them. So for me, I enjoy the podcast in the fact that, you know, I enjoy learning, I enjoy learning all the tips. And then I love to be able to give that to everybody that's listening out there, be able to give those information. And that's kind of why I really wanted to do the podcast is when I started to, you know, connect with certain people, I started to say, wow, like, that's a great piece of information. I think more people would want to hear that. And that was kind of, you know, what, what drove me to start the podcast for sure. Um, my other, question, yeah, the other question that I was actually, um, going to ask for you is I, I was wanting to hear it from you because I know that, you know, obviously it's on your website, but what makes supplement King different? Like, what is the, what is this, you know, the the one thing or the two things or however you want to package it, but what makes Supplement King different?
1: You know, that kind of goes hand in hand with what we have done to establish our footprint nationally. Um, when I was in my 20s operating that mall kiosk as an owner operator every day, I did not get the customer that I expected to get. I instead got the business owners or the or the corporate employees or um, people who just all had one thing in common and that was they shared a fitness goal Mm. they had a vision for themselves uh, physically or uh, from a fitness perspective that was that was different and did not know how to achieve that so we have built this entire business and this entire brand around fitness goals and you know if you ask our team we are not actually in the supplement business. We're in the fitness goals business. We wanna have discussions around it. We wanna cater product and lifestyle items around fitness that promote a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanna let our competitors be a supplement store where we wanna be more of a lifestyle brand that also sells supplements. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's been a big, uh, big separation point for us. Um, you know, we don't necessarily want to sell on price we want to be competitive we hold specials we think we're very strong out there in the market but our best customer is a customer um, that isn't necessarily chasing a five dollar discount you know we want the customer who wants to change their life through lifestyle change and that's who we market to and that's that's what we're aiming to be Mm -hmm.
0: has there been any moments in your career where it's been kind of scary gloomy you know maybe you felt like giving up it could be a store closing you know give us the juice on that tell us a little bit about you know how that and how you yeah absolutely
1: you know if i rewind back about three to four years because Mm -hmm. things have changed very quickly um we were starting to gain momentum and we hit that 20 ish locations mark uh fairly quickly at that point, we were on the radar of our other competitors out there. And one of the things that was very challenging for me was uh, that other, other competitor or competitors had given ultimatums to brands to choose a customer, them or us. And as a result, we did lose uh, our business dealings with a couple of brands. And I can tell you today that even though the tables have turned and, and they have come back to us, we continue to not do business with brands um, because I think it's a very dangerous relationship when a brand or a retailer or or a wholesaler will let your competition tell them how to run their business. Mm. And if that's happened once, who's to say that doesn't happen again. But when that happened um, forced us to innovate, it forced us to move beyond um, third party relationships to direct relationships, particularly as pertains to our branded merchandise. And we sourced international connections. I went to China for three days before wiring a very large sum at the time of money overseas for a you know a couple of containers of shakers and uh, you know we've, we've been very, very successful on that change, and it's been uh, it's been a blessing, but at that time it was very nerve-wracking.
0: Mm. And nowadays, for a guy like yourself who's got all these stores. You know, how do you find the time to stay fit, spend time with your family, you know, have that balanced life? Give us some insight on that.
1: Um, You know, Jason, I am a pretty good business owner, I believe, uh, but I'm not the best manager in this building. Mm -hmm. We have hired some very talented, very dedicated people, Mm -hmm. and they are the best at what they do in their specific task. And uh, my job is to ensure that everybody is hitting their milestones that our goal continues to remain aligned and we're achieving them. Um, you know, over the past year or two, I have found the ability to drop my kids off at school every morning, get to the gym after that, uh, show up at the office feeling refreshed and healthy, and then put in a good day from there. Mm. Uh, you know, as you would know, business is is not a defined set of hours. Business is a lifestyle. Mm. So, in the evening, after I have an opportunity to spend some time with my wife or the kids. I might plug in and clear my inbox for an hour or I'm not. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you're always on call. That's the difference. And a, you know, a good business owner uh, recognizes that early on, embraces it, and is always there when their company needs them.
0: Mm. Are you still involved in the stores? Do you still go and visit the new franchises? Like if someone were to call you up today and say, hey, Roger, you know, I'm out here in B.C., um, would you, how do you go about communicating with your franchises and seeing them for the people out there who might be interested in working with you?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't physically get to stores that often, uh, particularly over this past COVID year, when we had a smaller network of stores, I would make an effort to visit, you know, a third of them or, or a half of them through the course of the year. Um, now my time is better spent, uh, working towards our, our, our goals and on our real estate and leasing side. Uh, along with our relationships those are my areas of specialty
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: we, we have a great team in here we have uh, people who will go out and travel and, and prepare the stores for each opening uh, we have a marketing uh, lead in, in-house as well that will work with our agency to ensure that everything is prepared and one of the giant pivots of you know pivot is a big word this year of mm-hmm. 2021 is we are now able to virtually open every store from six months to opening day, we have a schedule and we have milestones and the team will host virtual calls and and uh, and prepare everything and even oversee the fixturing of the shelves uh, virtually. Mm. So it's been an incredible thing that we never thought we would be able to achieve um, that was the invention of necessity, which mm. I think is is truly at the heart of everything entrepreneurial.
0: Is there a book that you've read that's near and dear to your heart, that maybe if you could you know, have every single one of your you know, franchise read this book, you think it might help. And for all the people out there who wanna learn from someone as successful as you, and maybe they can't connect with you, what book would you suggest people read? Oh, Jason, I hate to let you down here, but
1: with a four and a six year old at home, I've basically built this business through the young dad years. And I am very poorly read at this stage oh, of my life. No. Any little bit of, <laughs> and you know, any little bit of free time that I get away from this business, I either spend you know, with family or I take a little downtime. Um, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of vacation over the past year and a half with my wife uh, or my young or my oldest daughter had a, had some hospital stays in her third year of life, and so I spent a fair bit of time in the children's hospital with her. So there's just has always been something that kept me from uh, expanding myself through reading. Uh, But I do look forward to, as the kids get a little older now, as I find myself having a bit more time for myself, uh, growing, growing my knowledge base through some great books. So I look forward to you sharing with me your top business picks because I definitely need to
0: play catch up. Well, I would say for anybody out there that's an entrepreneur, the number one book is The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chad Holmes. I think that's a book that should be, yeah, everybody's, um, you know, book collection. I've read it probably 20 times. And for people who aren't familiar with Chet, not that I'm plugging him, because unfortunately he passed away, but Chet, he was the national sales manager for Charlie Munger. And if you're familiar with Charlie Munger, Charlie Munger's Warren Buffett's business partner, right? So Charlie has all these divisions in his company, um you know several different complete different industries multi-million dollar divisions and chet came in and he doubled sales in every division and he talks about it in his book all the strategies he used you know because charlie sat him down one day after he had doubled sales and he said to chet you know chet you know are you doing something illegal you know because this is insane you're doubling sales in every single division i cannot believe it like what like so, Chet explains it in his book, and he uses some very unconventional ways, and I think that would be the one business book I would personally suggest. Um, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything, like, for an entrepreneur, for, you know, someone who's successful yourself, is there something, like, that you could suggest that they do to help them? Like, is there, like, a, a course, a schooling? Like, what piece of advice could you give to entrepreneurs out there that want to be successful like you that what resource should they turn to? You know, obviously you have all this knowledge, this success. Give, give us a piece of in, Can you give us a piece of insight on that?
1: I, I, so I do mentor some young entrepreneurs and I'm an investor in some other businesses. One is in the uh, green energy space. It's actually an artificial intelligence software solution uh, for buildings, building management systems. Um, mm-hmm. And then another is in the food delivery space. Mm -hmm. a fast-growing company that's going to service smaller markets, uh, which Mm -hmm. are widely unserviced by the Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've had a chance to have a good look in at different companies and different business plans. One of the things I always, always emphasize to young entrepreneurs, particularly in early stages, is don't try to make your business plan fit your ideals. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find people are often very optimistic with their projections Uh, they start to buy into their own business plan rather than looking at it um, pragmatically and and trying like a scientist to disprove their claims. I feel like in order to have a strong business plan, an actionable and an investable business plan, you need to attack it personally. You need to look at all of its weaknesses and see if it holds up Mm -hmm. in order to have a good business case to go forward, particularly if you're looking to raise money through investors. Mm -hmm. you know A lot of the business plans I see are far too optimistic and they, they have not taken the time to poke the holes through them. So that would be something that I recommend uh, to anybody out there who's, who's evaluating a startup who has an idea, um, you know, put your business plan down, get all of your numbers there and then start to, to try to poke holes in it because your investors are sure they're
0: going to do so. That's actually a great piece of advice. Did you have a mentor growing up or someone that you looked up to? Not in business. Uh, I grew up
1: in a, you know, a great family. My mom and dad were wonderful people. Uh, my father worked. Uh, he was a family court, crown attorney, and my mom was home. Um, no entrepreneurial inspiration around me. Hmm. Uh, when I got to St. Mary's, moving to Halifax from St. John, New Brunswick. I grew up in Ross, New Brunswick, hmm. a small town outside of St. John. So Halifax was the big city. Mm. Uh, moving here to go to St. Mary's to the big city, I saw prosperity like I hadn't seen before in, in New Brunswick mm. um, and, and it was business owners. So as I worked, the business, I was a blackjack dealer at the casino. Um, I quickly started to see that, that those who had prospered the greatest were those who had taken a gamble, taken a chance on something and found success in business. Mm. So, for me, it was a matter of taking an interest of mine, which was fitness uh, Mm. and supplementation, Mm. and trying to build a business out of that, Mm. trying to separate myself from the established players. And like any business, Jason, I think that I had some good fortune on the timing front. Uh, Supplements went from being a niche product to being uh, a daily consumer. Good. Mm. You know, fast forward today, almost anybody Mm. from... 18 to 80 has a natural health product in their life of some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, back in eight or nine years ago, supplements were for bodybuilders and athletes. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, there was some good fortune in that regard, mm-hmm. um, but no particular mentor at that time, just just personal mm-hmm. motivation and then the need to succeed.
0: Thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on performing. You shared a lot of great insights. Oh,
1: uh, Jason, I really appreciate it. And it's a real pleasure to talk to you. You know, Nutrivolix is, uh, as I said, very near and dear to me, and what you're doing now is going to help a lot of people, uh, particularly at a time where the, where the economy is changing, the world is changing. I think entrepreneurship is the future for more and more people, and hopefully this uh, this motivates a few to, to take a month.